0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com space science and technology is no longer just what countries get involved in to satisfy their curiosity it has become important in ensuring the survival of humanity the vulnerability of africa to the impact of climate change which results in natural disasters and environmental degradation accelerates hardship and poverty for millions of Africans. However, Africa still lacks the necessary scientific and technical capacity to assess fully and to monitor the possible future impacts of climate change. One of the instruments available to address the challenges of environmental monitoring and to provide early warnings of natural and human-made disasters for Africa's development is Earth Observation satellites. And this is a key component of space science and technology. Africa's regional coordinator, of the Space Generation Advisory Council, Tensai Ali, shares his thoughts in this episode on how important space science and technology is in Africa and to Africa. So let's start with what space science and technology mean and so what qualifies uh, as space science and space technology?
1: First, of, first off, thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, coming back to your question, um, I, would, I would basically say it's a very, very broad science and technology and engineering and a lot of things. And when we say space science and technology, though it sounds like space science and technology, in general, we usually refer it as to the space sector. And this sector... Basically comprises almost all disciplines we would consider as disciplines in this whole world. So, whatever science that involves studies within the out the upper atmosphere or something related into some celestial objects, uh, some engineering technologies, innovations, and all of that related to how uh, objects or human can go out of this world is considered to be space science and technology. But as, again, I would like to say that when people usually say space science and technology, they actually usually refer to the space sector in general. And when we say that, it literally, I, I literally mean it, it literally comprises almost all this. It's not just space scientists scientists that are there in this, you know, in the sector. It's not just aerospace or space engineers that exist in the sector. We also have space lawyers. We have space policymakers. We have the space medicine sector. We have whatever sector you call you you can still name it under in in space. So it's like you have almost all other disciplines within the sector because it's about life. We're talking about it's about life outside of Earth. So. When you're referring all of that, then you need almost all expertise that you are applying back here on Earth.
0: So when anyone says space or mentions anything that has to do with space, it means it's you know technically outside the Earth we humans live in, right?
1: Yes, but no, because though we, we for example, we would say the Earth is, you know, outside of Earth is space. But Earth is also part of space eventually because (laughs) Earth is a planet, right? So if we're talking about planetary science, then we would also consider Earth as one of the elements. And that could be usually referred as geosciences or even the sciences that are being done from satellites outside of the Earth's atmosphere to Earth is still space science. Um, Mm. But if if you're talking in a very academic uh, slang, when you say space science, it means it basically would mean something beyond uh earth it would just start like that and um, if, if you're talking about something out of your solar system then it would be astronomy then if you're talking about like the you know the in- the interaction earth had with uh, has with the sun and all of that in-, in between then it would be space weather for example and but like yeah anyway so if you, if you say space, it, it basically would mean something in space. But if you're too technical or not, then it can still be part of space, but not necessarily because you're trying to, you know, put yourself out of the box that you're studying sometimes. But regardless, if you're, if you're talking about like celestial, ob- celestial objects, then earth could be also one of it. Because when you talk about stars, we usually forget the sun because the sun is also a star, right? If we're talking about Earth, then, um, you know, planetary science can also be included in Earth. Because, uh, for example, lots of explorations and uh, other exploration missions that are being done on Mars are usually um, simulated on Earth uh, with uh, lots of things. And in fact, if I'd like to mention, there's actually this new project called Proudly Human, that I recently heard of when I was in South Africa recently for our conference. So the basic concept, uh, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, like trim words out of what the whole, uh, organization's plan is, but, um, it, it basically refers Earth as spaceship and we can be an astronauts or, you know, those big time space people here on Earth while making Earth a better place. So even a global perspective can't explain this because you're talking about space. <laughs> so if you, if you take a universal perspective, for example, then yeah. you'd consider Earth as part of space. Technically yeah. speaking, sometimes it can be something out of the Earth's atmosphere.
0: I, I know you mentioned uh, while you were talking that if everywhere around earth or the earth is space then it means you know earth technically is a part of space why is space science and technology important to we humans is it just because we are a part or a component of what makes up space and how does it exactly impact our daily lives how does it affect us
1: i well for example let's say you wake up um someday in the week and you find yourself in a room And the first thing you would do is basically see what's around you. And once you figured that out, you'd go to what's to your next room and you'd you'd basically discover what's around you. That's the basic element of a human being, which is curiosity. So that's where something starts. But in addition to that, let's say this human being didn't have curiosity. But even though then a human would still have its needs. So people would start searching first what is around them that could satisfy their needs. So basically the whole idea of you know space exploration would would be uh, under that in my perspective but regardless um, all of the science all of the technology all of the innovation is also under what we basically consider as civilization so if we would you know uh if you if we want to have better technologies better than yesterday then we would have to you know invest ourselves invest our time and energy into understanding what we have at hand and how we can enhance it, then that is the science and the betterment of that, you know, environment or the thing that we get to develop through the process
0: of that is called the innovation then eventually. That's where the technology pops up. Now, if we consider things like agriculture... Um, things like transportation moving from one place to another space science and technology you know what role does he have to play in my daily life for example in transporting myself from one place to another moving around and other things i have to do with my own personal daily life okay so that's everyone could understand it i would simply give for example well most
1: people would be aware of what the 17. Uh, sustainable development goals are, for example, right? So that's like no poverty, no hunger, better, you know, cities and sustainable economies, reduced inequalities, you know, all of those strategic goals that are set by the UN that could basically benefit the whole planet can be satisfied with Earth observation technologies. Just by that, out of 17, then 13 of these uh, SDGs or sustainable development goals can be tackled so what i mean by that is to advance our agriculture then the new industrial revolution is based on data and for data most of these observational data are gained from satellite imagery so it basically boils down to space if we want to have better medical services let's say then telemedicine is one solution out of many others and telemedicine actually came through the developments and research that are being done of space science because they didn't have ways of sending in doctors into space, but they had the idea of using telemedicine by then. For example, when you drove to your office today, you probably used the GPS to see which route is uncongested. And the fact that you use the GPS basically underlines the fact that you're still using space technologies. The cable, you know, news that you get to see, maybe not the cable news, but like, yeah, even the cable news it basically has an initial provider that comes from a satellite. But even the satellite dishes that people, you know, install in their households comes from space technologies. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's almost everywhere. The x-rays that we get to do, they, they were innovated because of space call lots of technologies they're either developed as a technology that was that was supposed to be implemented for space or is being still implemented in space or at least those technologies have benefited an earthly Uh, application.
0: Okay now all of uh, these innovations uh, that we have mentioned it really feels like Africa is has been left behind in you know the area of space science and technology. Um, Is it just how it is being portrayed or is it really what it is? So I would say there are many factors to this. The first one
1: is how this technology actually evolved. I would say especially the you know the all the sending out satellites, all the space exploration, all of that sort of started with the space race, which happened during the Cold War era, where Russia and the U.S. have been competing of who gets to send uh, people to space. Because when Yuri Gagarin went to space initially, it was basically a missile in which the warhead was changed by a payload that could carry a human being. Because the rocket principles are basically the same initially, right? So it was pretty much something that, you know, gave an owl moment to the whole world, the fact that people can now send people to space. And the way it was, you know, constructed was as if it was something that could only be done by superpowers of the world or, you know, the strong economies of the world. But eventually, right now, to the level that we're using it, it is a necessity, not, you know, a luxurious or some you know fancy thing to do because it has lots and lots of applications that we are already using in our daily lives like how i have mentioned earlier so the first thing the first reason i would say is because of the human capital that's a very key element the fact that we don't get to incorporate them in our curriculums uh, starting from a young age inhibits people from aspiring to join the sector because for example I could give you myself as an example. And I've been asked lots of times, what do you want to be when you grow up when I was a kid? And the usual answer, answers would be, you know, being a doctor, being an engineer, being a pilot, because, you know, flying an airplane is, you know, something you'd brag, for example, when, when I was a kid. And I mean, still the case, I would honestly say. But regardless, this gets to happen when the people that ask you the questions would have the exposure. If I said... I want to be an astronaut back then, then most of the people who asked me might not even meet, might not even know what I meant by saying I want to be an astronaut. Because, you know, th- there's literally like low to zero exposure of what, you know, space means and what, what sort of benefits that they would get out of it, even though we've been using it for a very long time, regardless. So the first element is the human capital, I would say. And the second thing is the fact that we've been consumers for a very long time we've been used to it right so uh, many african countries for example are using their you know their telecom infrastructure is based on geostationary communication satellites for example and they've been buying these satellites or they've been buying these services from other countries from other non-african countries then they've been you know so used to it the infrastructure building cost for them is too expensive given all their other in quotation priorities and, uh, you know, other needs and all of their other debts. And, uh, you know, all of that would, would inhibit them or like blind them from seeing that it is actually a sustainable way of developing a country's economy. So there there is a very, very low human capital. Uh, even for those who aspire and you know grow to be an aerospace engineer, let's say they basically wouldn't have you know a place to work when they come back to their home country or their community. So they they, they would be they would get brain drained in other you know uh, other companies that they're working either in Europe or in Japan or in Russia or in the U.S. or whatever. So in in other space-faring countries, I would say. So. Um, we have a very low human space, uh you know, organic human capital in, in regards to space workforce. And the other thing is co- governments are very used to being a consumer instead of a provider. So that, you know, gives them a very comfortable space that they don't want to change. I think these are the basic two things that are inhibiting Africa for being left behind so much in the space. Though I would like mm. to add a final point on this as it has not been the case for like since Past few years, though, there are lots of recent developments that there is a mind shift in all of these aspects. So there is a little bit of a movement within governments, within the private sectors for, you know, companies as in like, you know, private companies or base agencies trying to involve themselves a little bit more from staying as a consumer than, than growing to be a provider or supplier.
0: Do you think we can catch up in this? area of space science and technology, say maybe in a decade or in two decades?
1: So, I mean, it basically starts with this mentality, I would say. If we're planning to catch up, then we'll never catch up because by by the time that we're planning to get there where other spacefaring countries are, then it's not like they would be waiting for us, you know, right there. They're still, you know, doing their technological advancements and all of that. So it's always some parties leading and us following. So unless we get to be trend makers then we will never catch up. And for for that, it, it's all about uh, changing the narratives, I would say. You know, having that uh, indigenous space workforce, It I, I'd start with that. And once you have that, uh, having an enabling environment, that means the private sector should open up into this. I mean, the investor should be willing and understand that space is actually a really good return investment place that they can invest their money in 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 a very inflating economy and uh, on top of that you know also the government playing its role in having uh, proper taxation systems and uh, encouraging uh, customs regulations and all of that regulatory you know procedures and laws that they need to make within the country and on top of that uh, collaboration is also a very key element. And, uh, well, Africa is not something, is not a region that you would doubt for resources. It's very rich in, in regards to that. Uh, World uh, smartphones come from elements that are being uh, taken out from Africa. It's just, you know, pretty uh, obvious like that. So we, we basically don't have issues in resources, but our issue as a continent would be cooperation. And for that, for example, recent agreements like the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, would be a key uh, game changer, I would say, and it would it would enable if existing, you know, uh, the, the the countries that are you know having small endeavors, small uh, moves that are trying to make uh, some basic but at least mandatory moves in regards to joining the space sector or became uh, making themselves a spacefaring nation would facilitate in in a regional collaboration. So first off, it's it's not something that you can do alone because there's pretty much limitations. Even though you'd have, let's say, if a country has all the resources, then they might not have the right, like let's say, the, the launch location. If they had the the right launch location, they might not have the skill sets or the the finance or something. So there will always be this missing element, and it's always good to. Go out and get some help, especially where, where, where you can have a mutual benefit out.
0: Now, it's clear that um, space science and technology helps um, in this day and time to solve a lot of development issues and challenges, but we have just little finance. And funding, and we're trying to put it into other areas like, you know, reducing poverty and other things. What areas would you consider the most important to invest in? Um. when it comes to the use of space science and technology, especially in solving very important development challenges on the continent, and why would you say these areas are most important?
1: Honestly speaking, I don't think I, I can give like a ranking on what the priorities are, because let's say a person is hungry, then if he's very hungry and you'd like to send him food, then sometimes if there is no like roads to his place, for example, you might need to build that as well. But you'd obviously need to, like, you know, find a a temporal solution for that. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, ending hunger could be on top of the list. But at the same time, the only way you can end hunger is when you have proper infrastructure, right? It's when you have stable economy, when when you have the well-being of the people. Because if all the farmers get to be sick with one. Contagious virus or something, then all of this is at stake or is is lost already. So I honestly don't think there there is one thing that you'd say this is the highest priority. But they would all you know fit into the pie where where you would make the greatest good out of. So, but if you if you'd ask me what are those you know key segments in making that pie, I would say the first one is people need to eat. So whatever things that you're doing to improve your agriculture, to improve your production is commendable. And another thing is you need to have infrastructure. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you these, for example, w- with a way of saying the very basic needs of a human would be a clothing, a, a place to stay and food, right? Coming from a space perspective, I wouldn't say this is a way to apply space technologies to get you a, you know, a fabric, but I would say we can use you know, the application of space and all of that to get you the, the, the proper finance so you can afford one. So is, is under the, you know, having a roof over your head mm-hmm. and, you know, ending poverty and ending hunger can be under the, 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 you know, making your agriculture better because 60% of the world's arable uh, land is in Africa. So it's like, if we get to tackle that, then we can literally feed the world. But yeah, so then agriculture, then, uh, the, the 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 infrastructure industries the infrastructure and like the building of industries uh, which actually in another direction also facilitates the the agriculture again because you need lots of technological support in in regards to that so that you wouldn't do it uh, in a very traditional way but yeah so um, infrastructure industries agriculture and also well being so okay. I I think these three key elements would 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 make Africa a better place, or the whole world a better place if we use it through space.
0: Okay, interesting. How much of um, this effort intentionally needs to go into the awareness in the area of space education on the continent? How exactly do we intentionally grow the awareness um, on space in the continent?
1: All right. So, for for example, just like how. the inspiration for mission at uh, an orbit around the Earth, and you know, streamed uh, their stay on Netflix and did all of that inspiration. For example, even the the very famous Star Trek movie, William Shatner, yeah. um, he was on board. He was on board on the Blue Origin NS18 flight, if not mistaken, and he get he got to see what he was dreaming. For example, you know, all of those inspiring things that he left to to the to the generation that we are to us as a generation was the time that he got to live it in fact and they are doing it intentionally and the whole idea of these all missions is to make you know human human as a species interplanetary and this is how we're starting you know even with with the principle of uh you know sending a rocket to the moon on mars the first thing you'd you know you, you'd need to is get to get out of the Earth's atmosphere, and the second thing you'd do is orbit the Earth, and from a transfer orbit, then you'd jump to another orbit. So, we're basically taking the lessons step by step and making humankind planetary, interplanetary. So it is intentional. Uh, all of these, call them billionaires, or um, you know, like. Uh, futuristic people or, or whatever name you want to give them um they're you know whatever they're doing they're also contributing to the to the goal of making humankind interplanetary there might be different reasons like uh it might be from a perspective where earth might not survive then we need to go or it might be from the out of curiosity sort of mentality that we need to go and start to find our ways to live in, in some other planet or live in space in general, or try to go out of our solar system. But regardless, you, you need to have, you need to further your technological level. You, you, you need like major leaps uh, to attain that. Yeah. So what, what they're basically doing is paying it forward. By then they had the Apollo mission. They had the Star Trek movies and all of other, you know, alien related uh movies and like films and all of those and now they're making movies out of the actual realities that are going on and we we've had i don't know i, I can't call figures right now because i can't be accurate but we had some amount of astronauts in the since since yuri gagarin but we had the most of people going to space in the past few years than ever and this this is enabled because of technologies that. Virgin Orbit, Blue Origin, SpaceX are bringing in, right? So they're all, regardless, they're they're all contributing to and making humankind interplanetary. And for that, mm-hmm. for people to aspire and being that, the the first, the initial or the, the basic thing that you can do is to make people envision that in their future. So for those you can, you'd take them and you'd make them see. You'd you'd make them. Get the overview effect but even if not then at least you get to show them to the window of your television so that they would understand what it really means then they would you know put in their head that they can be at least once upon a time in the future that they also can be an astronaut they can they can be a space traveler
0: so if in one minute as your closing statement want to relay how important space science and technology is to Africa and how important it is for the future of Africa. How would you say that? In one minute, (laughs) Ait.
1: One of the few things that I'd like to say is space science, space technology, space in general is not just about satellites. Satellites and like launching things is where it starts. But we need to make sure that the, the reasons that we're sending satellites is getting to the end users. If we're talking about farming, then we need to make sure that the data and statistics that we are getting is reaching the, the farmers, I would say. So it's a very enormous, uh, value chain because as I've mentioned, uh, space, you know, has its legs inside lots and lots of sectors. Uh, it's, it's breadth is very wide and there, there there's an enormous amount of value chain. And if, you know, every African country could, um, engage in one of the value chains that are, that, that makes the whole sector able, then it's, it's one way of turning the economic wheel of their country eventually. And again, we also need to leapfrog technologies. We, We need to make the leaps. So that we can get to be the trend creators and we need we need to stop reinventing the wheel so once some country gets to send a cubesat a one unit cubesat the fact that we, an another african country gets to send that cubesat doesn't make that country spacefaring the basic question is how is that country making its space program sustainable and how is the society reaping the benefits of space through the technologies either the government or the country is making?
0: Yeah, that's a good way to uh, to close. But And I know you mentioned the AFCFTA while we were talking um, earlier. Does the AFCFTA in any of its provisions accommodate a united front in exploration or space science and technology on the continent?
1: Um, maybe not directly. I'm not an expert. I haven't read the whole documentation around it and what the agreement constitutes. But as long as trade is involved, then you can make the African Continental Free Trade Agreement a player in your communications. So it it can be like moving or all the transportation that's needed within amongst African countries. It can be uh, supporting with the finance. So as long as there's... uh, a revenue generation in the conversation, then it is trade. Then, if there is trade, then you can also make it a major player. So maybe, I mean, the, the trade agreement is pretty vague and it's basically an enabler. And I honestly don't think it has that specific element of, you know, joint space exploration, uh supporting schemes and all of that. But as it's a very generic, uh vague, you know, sort of lines of agreements where, uh, the, the, the countries get to come, come, come to, come to a common point, then they, they can leverage the, the trade agreements into their wills. It is possible, but it, it might not be mentioned specifically and you don't necessarily need to specify it. As long as there's the will between
0: the countries, then it is possible. We hope that we don't get buried the barrage of issues. Um, that we forget how important um, this part of our life is, how important this is to other parts of our life too. Thank you very much for the time and for the insights shared here. Thank you for for inviting me and I really enjoyed the talk today with you.
1: Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.